You're listening to Now I've Heard Everything, presenting interviews with famous, fascinating, influential personalities from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. to sing for the Pope, I got to sing for President Clinton and President Bush, I got to sing for the Royal Family. It's quite hard to comprehend because everything's happened so fast. Singer Charlotte Church, today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. People say that is the voice of an angel. It's the voice of young Welsh soprano Charlotte Church. And when I say young, I mean young. Charlotte had a record contract when she was 11. By the time she was 13, she was quite literally world famous. And I finally met her at the ripe old age of 15 in 2001 when she wrote a book, which she called Voice of an Angel, subtitled My Life So Far. So here now, from 2001, Charlotte Church. Warner came to us with this idea of me writing a book, and at first I was I was kind of like, oh, well, I don't know, I'm only 15, and I don't think I have that much to write about. But then I thought about it, and I thought, no, actually, I do have quite a bit to write about, and I thought that it, it would be quite an inspirational book for other people, for because I mean I'm like 15 and you know from like a small town in Wales and stuff like that, and I never would have dreamed of getting to America. Um, so hopefully it will be inspirational and you know kind of just an entertaining book all round because it's got all the like little interviews with my friends and everything, which is quite amusing. <laughs> it's sort of like a group effort. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like we've all chipped in all my family and everyone. So. <laughs> well, you have had an extraordinary set of experiences in a very short amount of time. It, it, it's almost your age is almost irrelevant. Just the fact that you've done all this stuff in a short amount of time is astounding. Mm, it's it's kind of been a whirlwind because got to do so much amazing stuff. Like I got to sing for the Pope. I got to sing for President Clinton and President Bush. I got to sing for the royal family, um, and I've been able to do some really really good stuff. Um, so it, it's it's t- quite hard to comprehend because mm-hmm. everything's happened so fast. I, I was just going to say, it sounds at times you know, everything goes so fast as mm. you're describing it in the book. Do you ever have time to just catch your breath and soak it all in? Never really, because when I have like time to catch my breath, then I want to go home and then you know kind of hang with my friends and everything, so I don't think about work then. So you know, I hardly ever have time to kind of like reflect on what's happened. It's, it's, well, this is what a book is for. Yeah. It's to reflect a little bit. When you were writing the book, did it as you were writing things down, you thought, did it ever occur to you, wow, I really did that. That, that really was me. No, not really. I mean, because although, it, you know, it, you just kind of, like, when I, when I think, oh, I sang for the Pope, then I don't think, oh, my God, I sang for the Pope. I just think, oh, yeah, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know just like general things. So and I've never really had to kind of pinch myself and say, is this really happening? Because, you know, it's quite, it's quite, quite real. Um, and also because, you know, this whole work life, this me being famous, is just kind of like, because it's been happening for three years, then, you know, I kind of got into a pattern, got used to it. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you've got both feet planted firmly on the ground here. <laughs> it really does sound like you're trying to, to balance. I mean, you're a star. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But it also sounds in this book very much like you are 
a very realistic person and you realize you're you're just a 15 year old girl yeah exactly i mean i still i still do all the normal things people my age do when i go home i go to parties i go to sleepovers and go shopping and everything you don't like shopping though do you oh i am the biggest <laughs> shopaholic ever especially for shoes shoes are my weakness that's because that's cause my star sign now because pisces are fascinated with their feet but anyway um you know so i mean i still get to do all the normal stuff and 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 I still get to do this whole like famous lifestyle thing. So we try and balance it as as much as possible. And my parents are really good in balancing things because, mm-hmm. you know, when the record company kind of say, oh, we want this and this, and my parents will go, no, she's got to go home and do school. Because I still do school. When I go back home, I go back to school as normal. Uh, and then when I come away, I have two private tutors. Wow. As I was reading your book, it occurred to me how lucky you are to have two people like your parents who are so protective of... Again, I mean, every parent wants the best thing for their child. Every parent secretly hopes that their child will become rich and famous, sing for the Pope and the President (laughs) and the Queen. But on the other hand, you know, you do have to preserve some part of your childhood as well. Yeah, exactly, which they've been really, really good with because um, if if anybody, you know, if anything gets too stressful or if anybody kind of... Yes, wants too much or says oh she's got to do all of this and my parents say no 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 no. remember she's only 15 and she just <laughs> has to go home and be normal and everything so yeah they've been really really helpful now i'm sure that everybody wants to know and you tell them the story how you got started when you were three and a half you stood up and sang a song in the restaurant yeah it was kind of strange we used to go to this pub called the schooner which is we used to go there for sunday lunch and um uh, it was kind of like it wasn't a karaoke at all but it was all professional musicians used to get up and do a song or play a piece or something like that and uh, my grandfather's a rock and roller a couple of years ago he started a band up called Jerry and the Atrix and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and my auntie's a cabaret singer and all my family musical and so it was just natural for me to get up there at three years of age and sing chick 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 chicken uh, with my cousin Nadine which was quite an experience and uh, ever since then they couldn't get me off the stage whenever I had the chance to perform than I was like I used to when I, I used to do dancing shows when mm-hmm. I was three as well and um, there was a time when everybody was supposed to get off the stage after we finished our little dance but I wouldn't get off I just I just left them clapping and so and then it, it, in the end like somebody's hand came from behind the curtain pulling me off it's quite funny really so I mean it's always been a natural thing to sing and perform but I got my really big break when my auntie Caroline got onto a TV show in Britain called the Big Big Talent Show and you needed a friend or a family member to introduce you onto the show so I introduced my auntie and uh, the host of the show just by chance knew that I could sing and he asked me to sing and I sang four lines of Pia Yezu and I got a record contract to this day envious but not jealous exactly exactly i mean she's really really happy for me and glad that everything's going so well and she's definitely not jealous at all but, you know she's kind of like oh it'd be cool if that was me <laughs> yeah. but that's the breaks i mean you're in showbiz where talent is sometimes will get you where it is but sometimes it's just a lucky break that gets oh you. no i think it's kind of like 10 percent talent 90 percent luck most definitely um it's at the right place at the right time mm-hmm. if you've got the right look um and that and you know depending on what's happening in the music industry or the film industry or whatever so and the right people helping you as yeah well. and, and and also i think um to be able to succeed in a lot of determination and uh, a lot of experience mm. you know in, in just and make sure um i get like people always ask me oh what's the, my daughter like singing or my son like singing or acting what's the best they should do how should they get started 
in general. I don't like to sound patronising because I'm only 15 giving advice. <laughs> but uh, get as much experience as possible, be determined, be nice to everybody, be pushy but not in a forceful way. Um, and hopefully something will happen. <laughs> It, I, I was a little concerned as I was reading your book. You seem like such a nice person. Your family is such nice people, but show business can be such a cutthroat business. Yeah, it is. It is very, very cutthroat. Um, and, you know, one minute you're hot, one minute you're not, and you have to deal with that. But, um, I mean, although, although you know, my at the start of my career, you know, we were all very green. You know, we didn't quite naive, didn't know what was really happening. Now we've learned the business. Um, sometimes the easy way, sometimes the hard way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's been a bit of both uh, because sometimes we've had it easy and, you know, we've just been able to learn through good experiences, but we've also had to learn through bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, and I think that being in this business, you have to be a really strong person. So I've tried to be a really strong person um, and kind of put up with everything everyone says, even if it's untrue or whatever. And... Yeah, one of the most annoying things, though, is especially with the British press, if somebody said something, something bad about you, somebody kind of, um, yeah, kind of dishes you or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you, you're not, you can't reti- like retire. Um, I can't think of the word. That's why we're on re- tape. Retolerate. Re- 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 Oh, retaliation. Retaliate, that's oh, the word. Okay. <laughs> you can't retaliate mm-hmm. because, you know, you have to remain your dignity oh, or yes, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, There's nothing dignified about the British press, yeah, though, is there? Exactly, exactly. But you don't want to get involved in a whole slanging no. match with whoever. So I'm, Everybody gets mud on them and something like that. Exactly, exactly. So you just kind of have to sit there and take it. So I, I can do this. So. <laughs> After the short break, why Charlotte Church doesn't like to listen to her own singing. Back to my 2001 interview with Charlotte Church. This is something else that comes through in your book as well, is that you, uh, I mean, as much as you know, as far as you've come and as much as you've grown, you seem to also have a really good sense of how much further you have to go, how much more you still have to learn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've still got a lot to learn about, like, everything. Um, although, you know, sometimes I'm with my parents and I say, I know what I'm saying and I know what I'm doing. And they go, yeah, well, every 15-year-old knows that they think everything, uh, <laughs> that they know everything even. Um, so... You know, it's it's kind of like it's a, trying to get a balance between the both, like saying, well, yeah, well, I do make my own decisions in my career. Everything that every decision that is made, I get the kind of the final choice on it, uh, down to songs, down to concerts, down to what I want to do with my career, uh, and stuff like that. But um, it, I always take advice off people who I trust and everything. So now, Chrissy and I were talking on the drive over here to this afternoon, and we were saying that. Well, you know, they often ask you, well, where are you going to be three or four or five years from now? It occurred to us that if you ask somebody my age where you're going to be three or four years from now, that's like tomorrow. Yeah. But to somebody your age, three or four years from now can be a lifetime yeah, from now. Yeah, it is, is. It's kind of like God knows what's going to happen. I might, I, might, I might still be singing. I might not still be singing. I might be in movies. I might not. I might be on Broadway. I might not. I might be in college. And I think I'm going to be in college because I want to either study philosophy or ancient history or anthropology. Wow. So um, that's what I really like to do. And I don't know where I'm going to go to university. <laughs> either I'm either either Britain or America, but like nowhere else. Wow. Not quite sure, uh, yeah. Is it your ambition to be an actress? Um, no, not really. I mean, I just like like doing 
different things. I mean, I like, I don't like sticking myself to one thing. I don't like, well, I'm just going to sing for the rest of my life because then, first of all, um, I get bored of just doing the same thing day in, day out. And second of all, then, you know, it needs a bit of variety in life. So then I like to try some acting and I like to um, maybe try some musicals and then I like to try living a normal life and see what that's <laughs> like. <laughs> so, and this, and I want to travel as well. Um, because, I mean, now I travel, but I travel the world, I don't actually see it. And so, also you have deadlines when you're traveling now. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of like, okay, you're in Washington for a day and um, you're going to... Uh, do this and this and this and it's kind of like okay where's my sightseeing time you don't have any okay you know mm-hmm. like when we were in japan it was work 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 no no mm. no sightseeing or anything japan is kind of wild really really work you hard over there <laughs> there's so much to see though you don't have any time to see yeah it i know it's, it's, it's quite frustrating sometimes like if i'm in new york and i want to shop and i've got three hours of tutoring she's like what's happening here this isn't right <laughs> but see that's a, a, again a lot of 15 year olds would say the heck with the tutor you know i don't need that i'm gonna go shopping but you're you know you're smart enough to say i have to have the tutoring yeah because i mean one because you know my my two tutors are fantastic and they kind of motivate me to do it but also because i've got kind of like a a huge appetite for learning and for knowledge and everything so I, i want to learn and stuff like that so that's kind of handy now i learned a little tidbit of knowledge from your book which was you apparently do impressions Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. i tell you what I did. See, see, this is a word of caution. You ought never to put something in a I book know, that you don't want a, I know, an interviewer to I ask know, you about later. I was thinking. Um, but um, <laughs> it was awful about two and a half years ago when I first went on Rosie. Oh, it wasn't awful. It was fantastic. She was lovely and everything. But then I was so sad and stupid, and she said, you do any impressions? And I got up and I impersonated Cher and Tina Turner. It was awful. I cringe thinking about it now. It was so bad, so bad. But every 15-year-old does that, don't they? Yeah, I mean, but this is when I was, like, 12, 13, <laughs> and I looked so stupid, and I was like, what are you doing whenever I watch it now? I think, oh, you're so dumb. Never do that again in your life. Take a mental note. Oh, that's all right. You know what your new good friend Jay Leno did the other night when he had Janet Jackson on? He showed a film clip of her coming out on stage when she was about three. Serious? Just, just with that feather boa just kind of marching out like that. Oh, my <laughs> she God. She was so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> now, you don't like to watch yourself. Uh, no, I can't stand watching myself or listening to myself. I can't. I hate it. Because you hear all the imperfections? Yeah, I'm really self-critical. And so, and but whenever I watch myself on TV, I find myself smirking, thinking... What were you doing? <laughs> like every single time, no matter how good the performance is or whatever, I always think, "Oh my god, look at that hair! That is so out of place. Why didn't I do it before I went on there?" You know, something like that. So I, I don't like watching myself. How do you sort out the commercial endorsements that people want you to do? Um, well, I mean, I've only actually done commercials for Ford, um, Target, Target, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> And the little the little Easter bunny. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The little Easter chick. Yeah. Easter, it's très chic at Target. <laughs> um, anyway, and uh, 
and I was involved in a commercial MCV as well. So I mean, they were all cool to make, kind of, kind of do and everything. And the guy who directed the Ford commercial also directed the Target advert, and he's a blast. So we had a wicked time. But um, I mean, Ford's the the Ford commercial happened just by chance. That was kind of like the biggest thing I've ever done, really, because it got to uh, one billion people. And it went to 98 countries simultaneously. Um, and that was like this huge, it was called Global Anthem and it was about two and a half minutes long. Wow. Uh, that was a fantastic commercial and it had all scenes from all, all over the world with, you know, different emotions and it was amazing. So, um, so that was really, really cool to do. And, you know, I got picked to do that just completely by chance. One of the guys who was involved in it heard me on radio in London and said, we've got to have a voice for the commercial. So. Sounds, like, sounds like that's part of the fun of being famous is that you never know what connections you're going to make. For yeah. the, the people coming up to you and saying that how, how big a fan they are and you think... Wow, I'm a fan of you. <laughs> yeah, it's quite strange. It's really, really quite strange. And also we get some lovely, lovely fan letters where um, there was this one where this girl was autistic and the doctor said she was five. The doctor said that she was never going to speak in her life ever. Um, and then the mother bought my CD and, uh, you know, they just started listening to it. And the girl said, P.A. which is the song that I sing, and ever since then she's been speaking. So when we get stories like that, it's really nice, and that kind of gives me the drive to kind of go on. If if I want to go home from homesick or something, I think, oh, I think that's a nice story. And there was another one with a woman who had Alzheimer's who didn't show any emotion on her face for two years, and then the family bought my CD, and every time they played my CD, she smiled, so... It's really nice hearing stories like wow. that. I don't get the impression that you're doing this just for the money at all. No, no. I mean, I mean, that is part of it because I need the security for when I'm older. And mm -hmm. then, then, you know, to a certain extent, money does buy freedom. So when I'm older, I can go mm -hmm. to what university I want and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'm also doing it because I enjoy singing. Also because, like, when we get lovely letters like that, then it's just really, really nice. Um, and and when we have, like, the little these little kids about nine ten going oh i've taken up singing lessons because you inspired me and that so that's really sweet so do you uh, do you become the song that you're singing no not really i mean um because it's quite hard for me to sing some of these songs because i haven't exactly had much life experience so i just kind of have to be the narrator the kind of person in between telling the story rather than being in the middle of the story um like I sing uh, Bridge Over Troubled Waters in my oh, concerts. Yes. And I love that song, it's got beautiful words, you know, and um, and so, you know, You couldn't because, have had too many troubled waters. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, because I've never actually been down in the dumps unbelievably <laughs> depressed, luckily. Um, then I haven't experienced that. But, you know, I can imagine that I've, I've known people who were or, and stuff like that. And then, you know, you just kind of narrate the story. Charlotte Church is 35 now. She's married and has three children. And you can find easy Amazon links to Charlotte Church's book and music at our website, heardeverything.com. And while you're there, listen to my 1993 interview with Naomi Judd. We broke all the rules. We didn't have the demo tape to play anybody or an 8x10 even. We didn't know anybody, but we got signed on the spot. We cut an album before we'd ever appeared anywhere, before we ever had a band. And my 1990 conversation with Ronnie Spector. Even when I see the videos and the tapes from Hullabaloo, Shindig, it's like, who's that girl? But I love it because it was so much fun. In the 60s, when we, with all the twists and the, the jerk, all these dances going around, it was so much fun. 
And of course, we post new episodes here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can find us on all major podcast platforms. And thanks for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, on what would have been his 100th birthday, my conversation with the author of one of the most popular, the most important, the most influential books of our time, my 1988 interview with the author of Roots, Alex Haley. If you want to enslave a people, the first thing you do is remove their sense of worth. But you know, you, you can bet your boots, Chicken George had a very clear sense of his worth. So did Kuta Kinte. So did Fiddler. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. Thank you.